Hello and welcome to the Metapod, a Pokemon TCG podcast that revolves around the evolving meta. There's been some ups and downs lately. Uh, we'll, we'll start with the bad news so then we can end with the, the good news. How about that, Sean? Yeah, yeah, sure. Let's start with the uh, the bad. I mean, are you referencing the image that everyone on YouTube is seeing right now? Yeah, well, I guess, I mean, if you're on YouTube and you're seeing it, then it might be a good thing for you because it's a real uh, goofy looking face I got going on. But mm -hmm. for anyone watching on YouTube um, and was not present on the stream that I had on Twitch on Monday, I think my I think the people around me are using the Internet a lot more, I think, because it's Thanksgiving week. You know, so the schools are off for the entire week, families visiting and stuff like that. But the connection was not great. So I am turning into audio only. But you on YouTube are still able to see Sean moving around his screen, mm -hmm. all of that stuff. And uh, it, just like I've done with Sean when he's not on the <laughs> podcast, you get a nice old uh, picture of me. Yeah, I, I will say, I guess I think there's just a bunch of Bitcoin miners is my guess. That moved in Bitcoin just <laughs> wait what? <laughs> and they're sucking up all the internet juice. They're sucking up all the internet juice mining for Bitcoin. <laughs> well, I don't have Bitcoin. Stop, no, no. stop mining my internet. Stop, no, I know. <laughs> yeah, the joke was that other people, when they mine for Bitcoin, they, you know, it takes up a lot of power and potentially. I guess maybe not internet, but I don't know. <laughs> what the heck? Come on! <laughs> but you know what's a good thing, Sean? What? I. I mean, let's let's be honest here. I called Level Ball coming back. I you called did. Ultra. We we called Ultra Ball. We did coming back. I called the delayed demise <laughs> of PTCGO. Although I didn't expect it as far as it went, but I still got. I still uh -huh. I still got that. So, Sean, people may still not be convinced that I know what I'm talking about here <laughs> on the Metapod Podcast for episode number seventy three. I think this is, but. This past week on the future side, I did predict that Gengar Emax was going to win a 50 plus person tournament. And you know what, Sean? It that exactly just happened. Gengar yeah. VMAX winning the Excalibur Cup on Friday. Azul, I mean, if anybody was gonna win it with a Gengar deck, it was gonna be Azul. Let's be <laughs> honest. Yeah, and the list that he posted out was, um, it was obviously, I think, very different, if I'm remembering correctly, than like the way that people normally have run it, like um, in terms of the uh, engine, if you will. The list was a Gengar VMAX with the Inteleon engine, as always, Sean. We've said many times how we... Uh, how the last several months have been the Inteleon meta and you just kind of slap Inteleon, <laughs> the shady dealings with literally anything. And then all of a sudden it's a decent viable deck. And then also playing the Hound Dooms for the energy acceleration because yes, Gengar VMAX is a single strike Pokemon. So obviously you're playing the single strike energies and it was a pretty cool list. I, I will say. Yeah, it's a lot of one-ofs in here. There's like one urn, one net, one of the single strike scroll of, what is it, Scorn? Um, scroll is such a good card. I played that before, like the Evolving Skies meta when it was just regular uh, Umbreon. And just, I mean, the energy efficiency is so good. And mm. with a lot of decks two-shotting you or something right now, you know, I just think scroll is so good, Sean. Yeah, so I mean, I will say though, like it's got a very consistent engine, but it's such 
I, I have it pulled up here for everybody on YouTube. Jake can't see it either. But yeah. I had the list pulled up. It's such a linear list, though. It's just like, how do we win? Gengar, when do we want to win? As soon as we can, because if you c- can figure out our strategy and stop us, th- we have no answers. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm not going to sit here and say like, oh, this is the best deck in format or anything like that. But I think, I mean, if you expect a majority of Mew, maybe not too much Urshifu, Rapid Strike VMAX, or mm-hmm. even um, maybe if Single Strike Urshifu dips down a little bit, I think this is a decent option. I mean, Dragapult is still relevant, yeah. not as good, but still, still played, so... I, I, it was a cool deck to watch. It was a cool meta call per se. And, you know, I mean, you just learn a lot from Azul watching him. So it was really cool to watch. This is true. Um, but, Jake, you said you had some bad and some good news. Was the bad news the Internet? And was the good news your ability to predict the future? Yes. Yes, okay, that, that was it, Sean. Um Oh, I also think uh, you, in our notes, our show notes here, you wanted to make a minor correction about something. Oh, yeah, that's said. right. I forgot about that. Um, so I mentioned last week on the pod, I said that powerful energy works on all Pokemon because that's mm-hmm. what happened in my game. It worked with Galarian Moltres V. And uh, a lot of people told me that that is not how the card should work. And so I appreciate Everybody letting me know. I, Sean and I, we always acknowledge that we are not perfect beings, yeah. except for the future site. We are pretty much. Pre- I'm just kidding, but uh, I think that was a bug because I yeah. am like 99% sure that I had some extra fuel damage on my uh, Moltres. So fill out those bug reports again, people. When you <laughs> see those bugs and you experience them, all that stuff. That's how we get the games fixed. Although I don't think it's like. It's not like martial arts dojo where it's like everybody's playing the deck. And so it's a problem. (laughs) You know, it's it's a very few, few people and an interaction that doesn't really happen a lot because you almost never attach color, the powerful energy to the Moltres anyways. So I wouldn't worry about it too much. Yeah. PTCGO done got you there. (laughs) yeah i mean at least it's playable and not like it was when darkness ablaze came out and the whole thing like melted (laughs) with all of those bugs that was that was thrilling but you know what else is thrilling sean Mm -hmm. the wonderful wonderful listeners that we have given us good reviews so we're gonna give a five-star review here now but This one's actually going to come from the YouTube comments. We've gotten YouTube comments over the last several weeks talking about how it's a great podcast and people love it and stuff. And but on Spotify specifically, you can't leave a review. So some of our reviewers on Spotify are going over to YouTube where you can catch every single podcast episode uploaded on Tuesday mornings as well so we decided let's read a youtube review this week so sean i think it's your turn let's take it away yeah this review comes from uh nekushi i believe maybe how you pronounce that uh it said hey been listening to you guys on spotify for the past month or so it's a crime that your youtube videos aren't getting widespread recognition i mean you know we 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 agree it is a it should be labeled an actual (laughs) but wait until tcg live comes out 10 million views first week you watch. The Metapod is great, guys. Thank you so much for keeping me entertained on some long drives. Definitely thinking about doing some local games once our hobby shops in the UK start hosting again. Oh, and I'll get on and leave you a five-star view as soon as I can figure out how. (laughs) You know, 
Sean, if I, I'm really trying to get to that 1,000 mark so that I can get ad revenue and stuff, because That's if true. I can get it before PTCG Live comes out, we get 10 million views the first week that PTCG Live comes out. <laughs> Ooh, we're going to be racking in that dough, Sean. Yeah, so if you if you want to uh, support the pod and and Jake also financially, get the, get that sub count up to a thousand so we can get that that sweet sweet dollary dues. I'm just <laughs> I'm just here to have some fun, but I I don't mind a nice little paycheck every once in a while. But you know what I wish that I could have, Sean? What is that, Jake? We mentioned a couple weeks ago on this podcast a series of promo cards that were shown off on Twitter of Katy Perry v. J Balvin v. and Post Malone v. Beautiful cards. Mm. I said myself here on the pod, like, man, I really want that Katy Perry v. Like, that's such a beautiful card, et cetera, et cetera. And we even theorized like when how these cards were going to come out hypothetically speaking because there had been no information about that yet but what did get announced sean is that these promo cards will not be given out to the public wow wow yeah um it says the the uh article from pokey beach that i have pulled up here uh, the statement that Pokemon issued on the site, it says, this special Pokemon DCG card is for promotional use only. Katy Perry was gifted with a printed version as a special thank you for their collaboration. No plans to print the card for consumer use or purchase. Post Malone and Jay Balvin also received their own copies. And uh, they also showed how, you know, Jay Balvin obviously was showing off the copy that he got on his Instagram. So... It will be interesting. We don't know exactly how many of these cards were printed. Like, did they just give literally a single copy to um, each artist? Or normally, you know, when you go to print the cards, now granted, Pokemon can do whatever they want, but you normally would print something out in a sheet, and a sheet would have, you know, more than just three cards. Um, So it wouldn't surprise me if these were given out beyond just the artist directly. There might be you know, a few copies given out to not only the artists, but other people who worked on this promotional campaign. Um, so it wouldn't be the craziest thing if these one day make their way onto eBay from, from someone. Uh, what do you think, Jake? I mean, these could eventually make their way onto eBay. I mean, they would be an insane, insane value on these cards. I mean, if we look at in the past the unreleased Ishihara GX card. I mean, that that hit PSA, that hit the open market, but, ah, man, I just, uh, there there's no shot now that I'll be able to get Katy Perry V because there's always <laughs> going to be somebody paying more because I'll be unemployed. And yeah. <laughs> can I mean, no one just, this is my, this is my call out now to Katy Perry that, you know, if she if she ever doesn't want the card, you know, for whatever reason, if maybe she's like, you know, I just got to part ways with it. You know, you can you can call me. Uh, I, I would love to take care of it, you know, uh, mm-hmm. babysit it even mm-hmm. if you need to. And uh, anyway, <laughs> I just wanted to announce that because I know myself and some other listeners of the podcast were very excited about these cards and uh now my heart is broken yeah Sean. well i mean so what the pokey beach article also has and for those of the listeners who don't know uh there is a card um ishihara gx which was a card for his 60th birthday ishihara i believe is the 
creator of Pokemon, I want to say, or maybe like the CEO of Create Creatures Inc., something like that. Uh, but very high up at the company. And so for their for the 60th birthday of uh, 60th birthday, they produced a number of these Ishihara cards um, for the company. Um, and those do sell for a premium, the one or two that have ever sold. Um, and so this is similar in vain. Uh, if, if they only literally produced one of each though, I, then I would say they will never go for sale. Just, yeah, it would, it that would, be would only go on sale probably like years and years yeah. later. Like if, like if, uh, you know, Jay Baldwin sadly passed away and in the will he gave it to someone and then yeah. they sold it for like the Jay Baldwin foundation or whatever, you know, like that, that's what it would kind of do i feel like so what you're saying jake is um start saving up now kids um maybe in 60 or 70 years if you invest your money correctly you might be able to afford one of these cards you know i'm just 60 years 60 of compound interest. years that would be an absurd amount of money i that's what i'm saying it will be an absurd amount of money probably if pokemon is still around and people are still collecting cards that that far into the future these cards will be worth that much money, probably. So, yeah, put your money into an investment portfolio now, children. Uh, and then maybe one day you, too, can own the Katy Perry V when the estate sale happens. <laughs> well, you know, a lot of our people love collecting, you know, whether that may mm -hmm. be Pokemon cards, Pokemon in the video games, baseball cards, books, whatever. But if you are a fan of collecting, Sean... You might be interested in the new upcoming Netflix launch, launching a collectible show that features Pokemon TCG. Call for, is it called Call for Entries? Uh, no, no. Call for Entries is, um, it's a collectible show featuring, po so a Call for Entry is something that shows do to ask for people to like, hey, if you are a collector, collector or whatever, oh. um, we are asking you to come onto the show. So you would submit your, you know, like, why should you be on the show type thing? Mm -hmm. Yeah. But this is going to be a reality TV show for trading cards, sport collectibles coming to Netflix. Brent Montgomery, part of the producers for Pawn Stars, has inked the deal featuring Ken Golden and his company Golden Auctions. So, Sean, we know that... Back in March, PSA 10 Charizard sold for $390,000. And in the craze of Pokemon with, you know, Logan Paul box breaks and mm -hmm. not being able to find literally any Pokemon cards on the shelves for a long, long time. Do you think this surges a lot of the Pokemon investing hype that we've seen with like scalping and flipping and stuff or what what do you what do you see from this? I don't know. I mean, it, the collecting market has it's not like it's been under wraps, right? Like people mm -hmm. the reason the show is being made is because it's already part of popular culture. Um so I, I think this is more so a response to how popular it is. Now, a show like this it will feature the Pokemon TCG, but I don't think every episode will be Pokemon. Like you might have in a season, like one or two episodes that have anything to do with Pokemon. And then you'll have That's an episode true. about baseball cards and then an episode about basketball cards and then an episode about magic, right? Like, so obviously it, it will be interesting for the hobby, you know, in a very broad term, the hobby card market, collecting cards, um, and memorabilia too, because it probably will go beyond just cards. It might go to like 
oh, this was the jersey that Michael Jordan wore in his last Bulls game ever or whatever. Um, so it'll, it'll probably be just good for the hobby, but um, I don't think it will have a super significant impact on like the Pokemon card collecting scene. Yeah, I mean, I'm looking at the I'm looking at the website right here. You know, you see shoes on here. Yep. There's comic books. There's a Harrison Ford signed Star Wars blaster gun. Oh yeah. So a variety, a variety of different things in here. But yeah, like you said, not only cards, just collecting as a whole. This is not affiliated with the Pokemon company, so it's not like. The Pokemon company is like, yeah, look at the show that we're helping put out. You know, they they don't. It's just their cards are there, essentially. And with Netflix, I mean, this is going to be this is going to be something interesting. I'm kind of like intrigued by it. Mm -hmm. I want to. I'm just curious, like curiosity kills the cat, you know? Yeah, I mean, it'll be interesting to see. Like I said, I don't know how big of a role Pokemon will play, but. For those of you also who are wondering, almost all the cards that'll be a part of the show will be graded cards, is my guess, because that's just how most of these high-end auctions go. But if you are interested, if this is something like, if you are a collector of Pokemon cards and you want to see what the top end of the hobby is, this will be a great place to see that because they're going to auction off those like sealed boxes that you only ever see like once in a blue moon or those... Um, there's like a Pikachu illustrator card that is super rare, rarely comes up for auction. Uh, and those types of cards don't usually get sold on eBay. They more so get sold in auctions like this. So I think it will be really cool. I think it will be very informative for a lot of collectors who maybe didn't know about cards like the Ishihara GX or that Pokemon illustrator or um, champion cards, right? Every, every time that there is a world championship, the first, second, and third place each get an actual Pikachu promo. Um, mm -hmm. We haven't had Worlds in two years, but for those of you who have entered the hobby and are like, well, what do you get if you do win Worlds outside of money? Um, you get a promo card that is a one of one. You get like, there's one card for the first place winner. There's one card for the second place. And so, and Japan has had these cards for a while. And those are the kind of cards I think that will be, uh, that you'll get to see that you don't normally see um, in the wild. Yeah, and I would assume similar like Pawn Stars, like you're probably going to get people that come in with their collections. And even if it's not like graded cards, like in this uh, Golden Auctions website, you can, there's a little tab that says that you can sell on this website. So, like, if, maybe if I have the, the hypothetically speaking, the Katy Perry V card, <laughs> you know, and I'm, it's not great or anything, but I'm like, you know what? I think I kind of want to sell to this shop and, you know, just get my money now. Don't want to go through the pain of getting it graded and all that stuff and waiting and whatever. So I'll just get my money now. You could probably do that through here. And so maybe people bringing in like on the, uh, like on Pawn Stars, the one episode where the guy's like, I have 70,000 Charizards. Do you remember that? Yeah. Have you heard about yeah, that? Yeah. Yeah. Well, that was, um, wasn't that Gary, the king of Pokemon remember. guy? Well, I remember, I remember the, it's been a while since I've seen it, but I remember a guy came in and he was like, I have a ton of Pokemon cards and I've got all these Charizards that was worth a lot of money. That's how he got famous is he was on the Pawn Stars show. Yeah. And yeah. then, and then Gary from Pawn Stars or whatever was like, I'm looking at these Charizards and they're not worth jack crap in the way that they are. And uh, then it was oh, like, yeah. it was. 
It was very wrong. They were like, oh, man, $700,000. This was many years ago for the listeners, but that's crazy. I can't get myself tied up in a hobby like this that it could tank tomorrow. And it's like, that's one of those like biggest mistakes of Pawn Stars ever clips. I don't know. I mean, I wish I would have gotten a chance to like personally look at it, you know, because <laughs> a lot of those cards, I mean, you send a picture of cards or you see it on video and it's mm -hmm. like, it looks fine. And then you get it in your hands and then it's like, you know, this isn't as uh, pretty as I thought it was, you know? <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I would say though, like if any, you know, if any of our listeners want to be on a, a Netflix show and if, if you think you have some very cool Pokemon collections or cards that you're looking to part with, it may be a, a situation where maybe don't sell them immediately. See if you can get on the Netflix show. I don't know if we have any listeners with those kinds of collections, but uh, if you do, if you do, uh, this is a great way to get onto a Netflix show. <laughs> And you know what, as well, even if you're like me and you just collect Darkness Ablaze Rowlets, you know, not a super <laughs> prestigious card, but it's one of my favorite cards of all time. You know, you can tweet at us your collections and show off your cool cards. I, we're, I'm trying to be more active with the Metapod Twitter, trying to tweet a little bit every day, not as much as my main account. Because <laughs> that would be way too much. But on at Metapod TCG, you can go hit us up on twitter show us your collection show us your stuff whether it's a common card uncommon card rare super extravagant world championship rare like whatever it is whatever whatever cards you like sean yeah actually i like this you know what we should do jake we should set aside time for an episode in the future where each of us shares uh, our collection you know what? I would actually be down for that because I, I mean, I can't show you all because I don't have video. No, this not week. today. Not today. But, but I, I have a box of special cards that I have like protected, like super protected, waiting to go to PSA someday when I'm rich and famous and yeah. maybe live near PSA and they're not super <laughs> backed up. Yeah. Yeah. I, I have a box of the same. So uh, send us your collections, folks. And uh, it'll be, that'll be an episode that will probably encourage people like, hey, if you don't normally watch, this one may be uh, an interesting one to see in person, but yeah. Yeah, you might want to watch it on YouTube yeah. at that point. So we'll go ahead now at Atrocious Gameplay to go subscribe to the YouTube. But anyway, Sean. Yes. Do you want to talk about collecting cards? Let's talk about some of the new cards that were revealed, some new character rares as part of VMAX Climax. So I think first we should start off with the Houndoom V because that was the first one done last week and we didn't I think it was announced actually right after we talked and recorded the Metapod so this is new for this podcast but Sean this is off of pokeguardian.com Houndoom releasing with a character rare with Grimsley so this card if you do not know because maybe you can't read Japanese this is the single strike Houndoom that came in uh was it sword and shield base set? no it would no, have no, no, been a, it's a battle, it would have been battle, battle styles yeah yeah battle styles that came out the one the single strike one that accelerates the energies that we see all the time and single strike mm -hmm. on Urshi urshifu things like that so this one is phenomenal yes in my opinion absolutely beautiful looking love houndoom great pokemon grimsley there with his smirk mm. absolutely 
beautiful. But VMAX Climax, for anyone who doesn't know, is a high-class set S8B coming out in Japan. It's going to release on December 3rd. So we still have like a week and a half yeah. until it releases. And, uh, and we'll probably see even more cards in the coming week. Probably by the next time we have a podcast, there will be more character rares revealed and shown before the set comes out but sean do you whenever you because i can't see oh, what yes. you got on the screen whenever you're ready throw I'm it ready. to the next one <laughs> uh i mean the bolton v is that the one that you wanted uh to look at right, next? let's go for it yeah so bolton v um it is the good bolton i think there are two bolton v's now that like did they did they print a different one for a v max set but anyways this is the original bolton v from um the sword and shield base, I want to say. Maybe it was Rebel Clash. But 10 plus 30 time, times 30 damage for each lightning energy attached to all of your Pokemon. So really nice uh, art treatment here for that Bolton V. I believe that is Sonya. That is yes. That is uh, trotting off. Uh, it looks like Sonya is leaving the house. And Bolton is... I guess very excited as a doggo would be, but um, I would going on a walk, Sean. Maybe they're going for a walk. I love that, Jake. I love that. Uh, yeah. So it's, it's the good Bolton V and this card has had several arts. Now you've had the shiny, you have the alternate, you have the regular, you get the character rare. So however you want to play, you know, your Bolton V and V max deck in the future, uh, you will have the ability to have all the arts or just whatever your favorite art. It's awesome. It's a great card. It you know, I love this as well. Bolton V, it, it's the Rebel Clash one. The, mm -hmm. You're right, it is the good one. But, I mean, like you said, there's so many arts of it now. Like, this is just going to drive the prices of all of these Bolton cards. So, I know a lot of people love, love Bolton. I mean, mm. it's, a, it's a good dog. Like, how could you not <laughs> love this Pokemon? And so, a lot of people will probably want all of the Bolton cards. And so... This is just going to make all the Bolton cards cheaper. You know, the full arts for both of the Volta, Bolton Vs that came out in Rebel Clash and Fusion Strike, they're both about $5. If this comes out in English, it's going to be even less, right? They're probably going to go down to like $4 cards. So like if you're just a Bolton fan, like that's just phenomenal. And this card, in my opinion, is the best character rare that we've seen so far. Like this, mm. I think this might be better than the N and Reshiram or Zekrom. It's Ooh. a Zekrom, yeah. And in Zekrom, Sean. I mean, that's a tough one, but it's it's definitely more playable than N and Zekrom. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I will grant true. you that. But yeah, all the character rares. I it I like how for um Cosmic Eclipse, what was the set name in Japan? You always talk about something Dream, Dream, Dream League. League. Yeah. I like how they took the concept and they've sort of it seems like they've really amped it up for this set because there's a lot more of them, it feels like. And all of them, almost all of them have some level of playability um, or a higher, a higher number of them are playable. So it'll just make for some really nice looking decks, you know, like people can like rock up when tournaments reopen, when this gets released in English, especially. And like everybody's decks just going to be so fun to look at. <laughs> you know what would, is a good card to look at, Sean, as well? The Rock Rough. <laughs> Yes, the <laughs> Rock Ruff. This is the other character rare that has been revealed within the last week. Single Strike Rock Ruff, 70 HP. It's the double fighting 30 damage flip a coin, discard an energy from the active Pokemon. Rock Ruff, pretty new and it's pretty good. And it's really, really awesome. Partnered up with Professor Kakui. 
It's just a rock rough sleeping on the floor, taking a snooze. Sean, any dog owner knows exactly <laughs> like what that looks like on the floor. Legs sprawled on their back, belly exposed. Just, oh my gosh. Yep. It's, it's so adorable, Sean. It is very, very cute. Um, yeah, these characters are just great. I am excited. I'll, I wonder what they will do in terms of the slot, like how they will be um, distributed in the English set. Because, because this, I, I wonder, I just wonder if they're going to follow the pattern of uh, Cosmic Eclipse, where these character rares were in the reverse hollow slot, or if they will treat the character rares as secret rares. I'll be interested to see. I think personally, I think that the non V's and V maxes will be in the reverse hollow slot. Like this rock rough here is just a little baby regular Pokemon, just like yeah. most of the dream league cards. So I think that one will be in the reverse hollow slot, but I feel like, you know, your Bolton V in here, the Pikachu V max. Mm -hmm. um, I think there was another V that was announced. Someone told me on mm -hmm. Twitter from a while ago, but I think those would be in the rare slot, I would say, because they're like my, they're alternates of the ultra rares. But then you could go into like Shining Fates and Hidden Fates where the GX shinies were in the reverse hollow slot as well. So I, I'm, <laughs> I don't yeah. really know. And, and, and I guess it'll also depend on like when we get these because we have a lot of speculation about like, will these come out as part of a, a holiday set next year? Or will they be woven into whatever the main set is? Because these are all reprints. None of these are net new cards, so they could easily just be held over for one of our special sets. Um, in which yeah. case, they would take those shiny slots. And it and also this Bolton has the deregulation mark yeah. as well. So like, if it's after rotation, right? We speculate that the D block will be rotated. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so like, would they wait to print this card until after rotation? It would kind of, I mean, it wouldn't be out of the realm of possibilities. I mean, hidden fates, yep. and I think it, I think hidden shining, fates. I think shining fates though. Did that have cards that had been rotated in it though? No, shining fates did these. not. Shining fates, but yeah. hidden hidden fates did. Hidden fates had like GXs that had rotated and things like that. So yeah, like they had Guardians Rising yeah. cards, Crimson Invasion, like all of those from the GX era. So it wouldn't super surprise me if they waited until rotation and Bolton V came in. That it makes it less playable, but I mean cheaper prices. Let's let's be honest. So I'm I would be kind of okay with that. I mean, there's already a couple good Bolton V cards that you can use and play. So, I mean, I just, man, I just really want these cards, Sean, especially this bolt hunt here. That's definitely one that I would get graded. Mm. I, I will. Can I point out one other thing, though? If you are looking at the card right now, the, mm -hmm. the number at the bottom, I know we talk all the time about the English set, sets getting bigger and bigger. Like, I think the last one was like 270 or 280 cards, something oh crazy. Oh, my gosh. The Japanese sets, for those of you who don't know, Japanese sets are almost always much smaller than American sets, like or, or non-Japanese sets, because our sets are a, a combination of several Japanese sets, typically. But mm -hmm. to have a Japanese set, I've never seen a Japanese set that I can remember that had over 200 cards, including secret rares. I know Tag All-Stars had 226 alongside the secret rares. So I think really it's just these, like, 
high class oh. packs and these high class sets that are getting this gigantic card treatment because there's so many alternates and yeah. new things and they're kind of like a hurrah with you know the last year with the era that it's in right now you know showing off a whole bunch of different cards from that time so it makes sense but yeah it's it's one of those things that the, this set is ginormous oh my <laughs> so gosh. trying to pull it is going to be very difficult especially because these packs are going to be expensive to export yes this this will be like the uh, like you said tag all-stars or what was the set that came out that was the equivalent of shining fates last year um, um oh gosh it's on the tip of shiny my tongue. star v yes i bought yeah. a box of that yeah like those so if you're looking to get those um yeah those will be the ones that are typically more pricey um uh, and they'll usually come with fewer packs but bigger packs like the packs are like 10 cards instead of uh the normal five or whatever yeah i think it's i mean you'd have to the one person that i recommend if you want to know everything about vmax climax is okay j love over mm. on youtube and twitch personal friend of mine this is the connoisseur of japanese product and everything going on over there so i highly recommend checking them out but i believe when i bought shiny star v boxes because i bought the uh i bought the old nessa promotion box mm. thing that came with two shiny star v boxes i think each box had 10 packs in it yeah so like a booster box if these high class sets is 10 packs and yeah you're right it has like I think it's 10 to 12 cards Yeah, in each pack. So it, it's pretty thick, but I mean, I did not feel like that I got scammed or anything like that. Oh, like, yeah. I think it was well worth it. Yeah, and the, those are also the kind of packs that of modern Japanese sets. Those are the ones that if you like, if you're a sealed, we're talking a lot about collectors today. If you're a sealed collector, that's the Japanese box to keep sealed if you like mm -hmm. that as well. So yeah that and ev heroes oh yeah yeah i mean that's you know them evs man them evs they got the ev tax you know though sean that yes. i think a lot of people should look at and a lot of people should be excited about the tag team podcast some of our friends jb jw crewall riley as well their pokemon tcg podcast that is well known throughout the pokemon trading card game community partnered up with Aaron Palmer, excellent, mm -hmm. excellent person in the Pokemon community. Very, very fun, great person, done a lot of great stuff. Announced the Palette of Friends, Sean. This is a new group over at knitarena.com, the same spelling as the Pokemon Knit Arena. The Palette of Friends initiative aims to put more women and players of marginalized genders at top tables which will empower and encourage more people like them to play competitive Pokemon TCG. Sean, I don't think it's a surprise when you go to your local leagues or you go to tournaments and stuff that there's just a lot of white middle-aged dudes, <laughs> right? Uh, middle-aged, not so much, but yes, yes. Well, I would say, I would say white let me dudes. rephrase that. College yes. to like high school to to like freshly graduated I, college i was getting nitpicky <laughs> so yes no you're you're right though you are you are correct more of the story i consider myself <laughs> middle-aged but anyways this uh first project is this initiative pairs players with mar or i'm sorry pairs players of marginalized genders with a professional coach for a free coaching session coaching sessions take place between 
uh, December 1st through the 8th of 2021. Although applications have closed, you can join the wait list for this. And Sean, if you want to get coaching and you are uh, in a, or you identify as part of a marginalized community, a minority of some sort, the coaches here are insane. This is a high class list of coaches. Alex Szymanski, multiple Players Cup champion, multiple um, top eights in international events, including Worlds. You have J.W. Crewall, who's a two-time regional champion. Andrew Mahone, the owner of Tricky Gym, five-time Worlds competitor. Luke Morza, or Celios Network, three-time two-day regional guy. Azul, which is one of the best modern players that we've had lately, five-time regional champion. Michael Pramawat, one of the best players of all time, seven-time regional champion you got chip richie stefan ivanov henry brand last world champion that we had rahul reddy tate weisel this is insane sean oh yeah it's a fantastic um crew of creators all doing all like you know you know using their time to uh to promote and to help you know a great cause Uh, so shout outs to all of these amazing coaches and shout out to um knit arena and uh, I'm trying to remember the name of the human who started this. Aaron Palmer. Yeah, Aaron Palmer. Shout out to Aaron Palmer and the people running Palette of Friends to actually get this up and running. Yeah, and again, if you want to apply for the waitlist, it's uh, for people 18 and plus who are often subject to abuse in different gaming communities because of their uh, gender and identity. This includes women, even trans women, as well as trans men, non-binary, genderqueer, or gender fluid identifying people. And uh, I mean, again, special thanks to not only Aaron, but Tate Weitzel, Christopher Shemansky, Natalie Champay, uh, Alex Hill, and then Bailey Serafinsky for helping out with the project and getting this going because i mean this is insane at least an hour sean of free coaching with some of the greatest minds in the pokemon tcg i mean just absolutely fantastic if you want to join the application again it's a wait list as of right now but i mean i have no doubt in my mind that this will continue um in terms of just beyond this december 1st through 8th date this series of coaching sessions i bet they'll do plenty of events in the future and things like that we'll leave it in the description whether that's on youtube or you know your podcasting platform that you're listening on the site to be able to watch it just again knitarena.com if you can't wait you want to get into it right away and I, I specifically wanted to give this a good shout out because this is an awesome, awesome thing, Sean, as we appear, you know, getting closer to competitive IRL play once again. Yes, indeed. Uh, but Sean, yes, <laughs> the most exciting thing that we've got. Well, I wouldn't say the most. We've had some pretty exciting things, I will say. But. We're not going to do a future site this week because we've just been absolutely nailing them. And sometimes (laughs) it's hard to come up with a future site prediction, but we're going to be doing a special segment. This was recommended to us a while ago in a five star review. We're going to pick a set this week. So we've picked battle styles. We're going to look at some battle styles here. And Sean is going to in his random number generator. Pick a random number and then 
once that number is picked, we're going to look for the card that identifies with that set secret rares included. And we're going to talk about that card. Yep. You know, is it a is it a cool looking card? Is it a super competitive card? Maybe if you want to include it in your deck, what kind of deck you would do with it? Uh, we're really flying by the seat of our pants this time around because, yeah. uh, well, we haven't done this yet. So we're going to see how it goes. And I will say we made a rule for ourselves that we would include the entire evolution line because, you know, if you land yes. and it's like a random like, oh, Krabby. Well, that's, you know, it probably has a Kingler in the set. And what does the Kingler do? You know, and so we're going to go with entire evolution lines. That includes V's and V maxes just to just to give it more of a chance for us to actually hit something interesting to talk about. Yeah. And have a just have a little bit more beef in this segment, if yeah. you will. So. Again, we're going to be doing battle styles this time around. An excellent competitive set brought a lot to the table, you know, with the pair of Urshifus, just battle styles in general and rapid strike and single strike. So, Sean, let's uh, let's pick a card. OK, I'm going to generate the number. Those of you on YouTube can see card is number one hundred and nine in the set. One hundred and nine will put us. Oh, OK. This puts us into Metal Pokemon and Corviknight V, and thus Corviknight V Max as well. So, so Corviknight V and V Max, Sean. This is an interesting like rogue deck. Yeah, I mean, this that's is some people have been playing. Yeah, this deck has actually seen some play. So, what I'll do is I'll just read Corviknight V and Corviknight V Max just straight up, and then we can talk about uh, the variety of things. So, Corviknight V, it's a Metal Pokemon, two hundred and ten HP. Uh, one attack on Corviknight V is clutch, 30 damage. During your opponent's next turn, the defending Pokemon can't retreat. And then for two metal and a colorless, it has Sky Hurricane for 190 damage, which is, especially when this is released, quite a lot. During your next turn, the Pokemon can't use that attack. Now, the Corviknight V Max, which is what you're probably going into, has an ability and one attack. The, the ability is prevent all effects of your opponent's Pokemon's abilities done to this Pokemon. And G-Max Hurricane, 240, metal, 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 colorless. During your next turn, you can't use G-Max Hurricane. So some uh, similarity there between the main two attacks of the V and the V-Max. So, Jake, um, what do you think about Corviknight V-Max line, if you will? What do you, what do you see was when they designed this card, what the uh, creators had in mind? So I think the creation intention for this card, because this was released with battle styles and alongside the Bronzong that came out, mm. the one that transfers energies all around the field. So I think this was in combo with that, especially with Metal Saucer in the format and like Zacian V to just be able to utilize and move around Corviknight VMAX, maybe use some Cheryl's as well with it to constantly heal your V-Maxes since 320 is kind of a lot of damage and it might be difficult to bring down if you're not playing Victini V-Max. Um, but the way that I like to play it, Sean, mm -hmm. I like to play it in the controly angsty aspect of the game. Are you aware of this deck? Uh, is this a standard deck? Yes, it is. I know I am not aware. Please. I mean, does it include Cheryl? I'm assuming it does. 
Oh yeah, it does okay. include Cheryl. I will say I actually have this deck like 90% built. I'm actually holding it in my hands right now, which you unfortunately can't see. <laughs> um, but this Corviknight VMAX deck runs alongside things like Memory Capsule. Sean, Memory Ooh. Capsule, if you do not know, is a nice, nice, nice tool card that allows you, when this card is attached to a Pokemon, you can use any attack from its previous evolution. So alongside the free retreat of Corviknight VMAX and Yellhorn, Yellhorn, mm -hmm. an item card confusing both Pokemon, you can freely retreat between the Corviknight VMAXs. And with your Corviknight VMAX, with the Memory Capsule, you go clutch. A lot of people actually, Sean, not playing a ton of Switch cards right now in the uh, format. They play Air Balloons. Sure, they play Tower of Waters. Sure, but not a lot of people playing actual Switch cards. So Corviknight just really punishes that and allows you to not be able to move Pokemon. And I mean, there's different ways that you can win. You can win by taking prizes. You know, clutch is a little bit of setup damage terms of the 30 30 30 30 30 all that stuff and maybe you could do a 240 um or you could just deck out your opponent why not that's yeah i i think of all the pokemon that use things like memory capsule i think green v max is another one that people have discussed but yeah clutch making it so your pokemon can't retreat the defending pokemon you could also combo this with like you know boss or maybe even umbreon v max um mm -hmm. and yeah Put the um, the stadium that increases everyone's retreat cost by two. What's the name of that stadium again? Galler Mine. Galler Mine. That is it. Yes. So you have all of these cards in play. And yeah, to your point, Jake, you also play a bunch of Cheryl because Cheryl will heal all damage from evolution Pokemon. And Clutch only costs one metal energy to stop retreat. So you just you just ping them and annoy them every turn and keep gusting things out and making it really difficult for them um, to take a knockout on you. You do that long enough, and then you can put energy on with Metal Saucer or anything else, get up to those big 190 or 240 swings. Also, with the uh, Memory Capsule, you can go 240 swing. Fine, you can't use G-Max Hurricane, but you can use Sky Hurricane for 190. That's fine. So, or you could just clutch, <laughs> oh, or you could just keep clutch. Yeah, exactly. Um, and it's a it's an interesting deck. I'm not gonna sit here and say like, oh yeah, play this <laughs> for your next 1K event. You know, you're gonna win. Like, but it's a fun deck. It's really really cheap to build. You know, Corviknight VMAX is less than three dollars. Yeah, and I will also say there's not a lot of fire decks right now in the format, <laughs> and resistance to Leafeon. Leafeon is still a somewhat played deck. It's not like the top uh, of how decks people are playing, but, you know, Leafeon does get played a bit, so it has resistance to grass, and the VMAX has no retreat. So it actually has some interesting matchups. Um, Very rewarding yeah. deck to play, especially when you can get your combos off and you can lock someone out. It, it feels good for you. I mean, it's not going to feel good for your opponent. No, I would say, but it's a, it's fun. It's a nice little rogue deck again. That's cheap. And you know, especially uh, your locals or maybe on ladder, not a lot of people know how to play against it. So you can, you can just simply get some wins that way, but yeah. it does require a little bit more thinking than your average deck right now. True. I will say, um, Inteleon 
quick shooting Inteleon and Zigzagoon have no effect on Corviknight VMAX because of its ability mm-hmm. as well. So lots of little annoyances for a format that is, you know, that nobody is really considering this because to Jake's point, it's not amazing, but it can be weird. I mean, it's a, it's a cool deck. I'm very glad that we, for our first uh, time doing this little segment thing, got like an actual half decent, like actual playable card. Yeah, yeah, me too. That was uh, that was that was some fortunate uh, random number generation on our part. (laughs) We will though. Maybe next time, pick a set that doesn't have too many playable cards, like uh, Vivid Voltage, arguably one of the worst sets since like Crimson Invasion or Steam Siege. Oh gosh, yeah, that would be rough. Um, But yeah, if y'all if y'all like this segment, definitely like you know hit us up on Twitter or, or in the reviews, like. I think we're going to try to keep doing this a few more times and see how it goes. But um, yeah, maybe we'll, maybe we'll do like a alternating uh, future site and this, and, yeah. kind of, or maybe if we just can't think of a future site, we'll we'll jump <laughs> on this. We're we're just having fun. Yeah, just having fun. Yes. But Sean, is there anything else you want to talk about? I don't know how long we've been going. Uh, I mean, we've been going. Uh, this will be a shorter episode because we decided to to let the meta develop for another week before we go back into uh, some meta analysis. But that's it for uh, for this week. So if you wanna if you wanna sign us off, Jake, go for it. Thank you again so much for listening to the Metapod Podcast, the Pokemon TCG podcast that revolves around the evolving meta. We actually have some big news to announce next week. Some mm-hmm cool cool opportunities can't leak it yet because it's not 100 percent ready but there may be potentially a big announcement coming next week so be excited for that with the holiday seasons right around the corner have a very safe thanksgiving remember to subscribe on youtube if you are enjoying the podcast leave a like leave a comment all that stuff and if you're on a podcasting platform that has reviews make sure please to leave a review as well thank you so much i'm sorry i couldn't see you this week but That's all right. I'll see you next week. Hopefully.